Welcome to the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast with me, your host, Nicole Higgins, the Buy and Retail Coach, sharing tips, advice, and insight from entrepreneurs that have just launched to multi-million pound business owners. We will be discussing the challenges they faced, advice they would give, and the milestones they achieved and how they got there. Also joining me will be a broad range of experts with some tips and practical how-tos, episodes that will help your business grow and to enable you to live the life you crave. The types of experts that you'll hear from will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business, from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches and PR marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. I always feel September is like a fresh start. And that is what I feel some people need right now with Instagram, a fresh start or a new lease of life on their socials and their approach to it. So if you're feeling a bit lost with Instagram, this episode will help you regain that focus and that motivation. Today, I'm joined by content and social media expert, Sarah Richards. Hello. Hello, Sarah. Thank you for joining me. Now, before we get into it, can you introduce yourself, what your background is, and then we'll start talking about social media, Instagram and all that good stuff. Of course. Thanks so much for having me on your show. Um, So I'm a content coach and Instagram trainer, and my role is helping businesses and creatives to navigate Instagram and create content that their audience loves. Um, I've worked in marketing for my entire career. I started off in an advertising sort of full service marketing agency, and then I moved to Australia and worked with some really big brands there. Um, sort of um, in marketing management roles. And my favourite was working with a boutique hotel group where my job entailed going off to little beautiful islands and um, rainforests and vineyards and sort of spa country. And it was all about the great food, the great wine and the experiences. And it was great. I enjoyed that. <laughs> so yeah whole career in marketing and then I decided that I needed to specialize in social media and learn a, a bit more about it um and you know once you start getting into social media there's so much involved that you have yeah. to find a way to niche down and so content and Instagram have become my thing great now we know Instagram has changed quite a lot recently what should your foundations look like now, whether you're a new business or whether you're an existing one? Um, in terms of sort of foundations of what you're doing on there, I think every business needs to probably once every six months is go back to the basics and look at who you are and what your value is and what you really stand for. And then to work out who your ideal customer is, because that will change over time and how you can help them right now. Um, so, you know, that, that changes all of the time. So I know that my customers need very different things now in the summer holidays, um, to what they'll need in September and what they'll need in January. So it's working with them and really knowing them. And if you feel that you don't know what they need right now, find a couple of customers, pick up the phone and have a chat to them. Um, you know, they'll be happy to talk to you. You can give them a little reward if you need to. Um, but just talk to people because they are always happy to share um, how they're feeling. If you're a new business and you're just starting out, there's so much noise around things at the moment. And there's a lot of, and I, I don't want to add 
fuel to that fire because I don't think it's helpful. But if you're a new business and you don't have that customer set right now, how would you approach that foundation building of what your content should be and what your Instagram should look like? Yeah, of course. So also you've got to know what your key messages are and what the things are that you want to share. Um, In the industry, we talk about content pillars a lot and that will really help you. So um, content pillars are basically buckets of conversation topics that you will talk about with your audience. Mm -hmm. Um, So I can give you some examples. Would that help? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, so if I look at my own content pillars... I have, first of all, a content inspiration bucket, which is where I share ideas, different accounts to follow that will give people sort of the inspiration for their own content. I have a content tips bucket where I might include things like this that I'm talking about now in terms Mm -hmm. of what um, content pillars actually are. I have a bucket for Instagram tips, news and updates. I also have a connection bucket, which is where I strive to build that know, that like, and that trust, which I think is really, really important. And then for me, I'm more of a service business than a product business. Mm -hmm. So I don't sell through a lot of my content. So it's really vital that I have a promotion or a sales sort of bucket of content so that I make sure maybe once a week, I actually have something out there that tells people how that they they can work with me or it might be putting testimonials in there or linking people through to sign up for my newsletter, et cetera. So that all goes in that promotion bucket. If I'm a product business, um, here's sort of five buckets that you might have and I've wrote them down so I don't forget them. Um, So the first one could be about your business, which is where you'd include the behind the scenes, the people and what you stand for and all of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, You might have another bucket that's all about tips and hacks. So it could be five ways to do this. Um, It could be if it's um, you're a paint business, you could have how to um, get the best effects with a certain type of painting then I'd have a bucket for that's sort of lifestyle based Mm -hmm. and that would be whatever is relevant to you. So if you sell candles, that lifestyle um, pillar, so we call it content pillars, agree they're called pillars, segments, buckets, and I always switch between them all. So you're going to be saying all of these words. Um, So if if you're a candle business, you might have um, self-care, as, as that pillar, which is, you know, so yeah. important. If you sell um, weight training, it, you know, equipment, it could be, or yoga mats or something, it could be fitness or nutrition that you have as a pillar. If you um, are a nutritionist, it could be recipes that you're sharing, etc. So, you know, something that broadens it out slightly. Sustainability is another good one. So you might sell yarn, Um, and it's from sustainable uh, sources and that's really important to people and you know that. Up Circle is a great brand um, of moisturiser that I follow and you'll see that they they do things really well actually and they have, um, I think they're called Up Circle Beauty if you want to to look them out. So they give you ideas um, for reusing their pots for other things such as plant pots and, and everything like that. Um, but that's that's a really good brand. 
Um, another bucket might be sort of community where yeah. you put in your user-generated content. Um, and then last of all, promotion. And I would have promotion as a separate content bucket pillar. Um, but I think when you're a product business, you're actually selling through a lot more of your content than a service business. So every post very likely is your product. Um, so you need to have shopping tags, et cetera, on those. Yeah. But you might be talking about something else on there. So also have the, the promotional bucket that you think about, okay, what do I need to put in this? Is it that I'm putting out some testimonials regularly from clients? Am I putting um, some details about email sign-up in there? Um, is there a specific sale that I need to let people know that's coming up, um, et cetera, uh, or the next range? Those sorts of things really come into, into that bucket. And I think as well that you're, like you said, you've got the, the more obvious promotional posts that you'll put on, but then everything else, that, everything that you do is creating that that feel for your brand and trying to track your customers and engage with your customers. And I think just going back to the, the lifestyle bucket that you were talking about, that can be quite broad. And for those product businesses, it's, you know, you were talking about candles and, you know, like you said, it's self-care, but you could also give them information about fragrances. It's like, what does the, what are the people that buy into that? Why are they buying into it? And, you know, it's really thinking about, and you mentioned the fitness and nutrition, the, you know, if you were a, a sports brand, it's, you know, the, it could be fitness tips. It could be, you know, the best yoga poses that do X, Y, Z. It, it could even, it could be, you know, our favorite locations for yoga retreats. It's all those, it's going broader, isn't it? So that they have a, that you can connect with more people and bring more people into your world on Instagram as it is. And I think community is a great one, especially now, you know, with, you know, doing those lives and engaging with brands, um, um, so the people get to know you and you, you know, and I think once you do, if you're doing the community side of things, you've got a lot more people that are sharing what you're doing and hopefully creating that shareable, that shareable content as well. Um, and so let's just talk about reels for a minute. And we know that there's been, there's been the latest in terms of, so all videos now are going to be reels um, and, you know, what Instagram are deciding to do, depending on what the Kardashians say, yeah. um, <laughs> the power, the power of the case, the power of Kardashians, um, are reels the only, are they the only way forward in terms of growth and awareness? I don't think they're the only way forwards, no, but they are important. And I think every business needs to adopt video in some way. So in doing that, you know, video needs to be recorded in full screen. So the 916 ratio, is that right? Um, my brain's gone, sorry. Um, so tall, full screen portrait mode, you need to record in. Um, now, other things with reels to think about is that you don't always have to be in front of camera you can um, have your hands showing how you work, how you package and all of those sorts of things as well. You can have um, distance shots. It's just capturing some sort of video, but it doesn't need to have a person dancing in there or even talking in there. Although these things do, you know, help. Um, are reels the only way forwards? No, you know, you can get good success from static images and carousels, if they're shareable and they're really helpful. 
Um, it doesn't actually matter what format it's in. So I think do proceed. I've got another account, another account for another side business that I work on. And my best content in the last two months on that account that's reached the most people is just a single static image. It's not a reel. It's just yeah. a single static image. And it reached like 25,000 people right. on an account that's only got a thousand well 1300 followers so that just shows that you know it can go sort of much further afield um with the right hashtags and if it gets up picked up in explore so that's good and, for a small account. and with that static post that you're talking about do you think that's what is that what it was it was the captions and the hashtags and yeah hashtags yeah. and it got picked up in explore which is okay. just luck you can't guarantee that that's going to happen um yeah. I think with, with reels, they are the way that you're most likely going to get a big break through sort of viral momentum. But chasing that viral dream is never going to be a worthwhile strategy. You know, it's just not guaranteed to happen. Yeah. And I know from, from the product businesses that I've worked for, sometimes worked with, that they've, if they've gone viral on a reel, sometimes they've either not had the product, if they've, um, you know, they've not had the product ready to, to service any demand and then others they've gone viral and not had to sell from it at all so mm. it doesn't necessarily mean that one is going to connect to the other I mean yeah. yes it's good for awareness and it'll probably drive traffic to your website but it doesn't I find as well with reels they get the views but I I find and it might just be my own content that it's it's the carousels and the static posts that get more saves and and a little bit more on the comment side. I don't know whether that's just, whereas Reels, I think it's the views and the reach, but you might not be reaching the right people. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of, you know, some of those views on Reels are not the right people. And I think, you know, you can post something completely different to what you do. Your Reel might go viral, but you're picking up the wrong followers. So I think it's really important that you don't chase that viral dream. You know, if it happens, that's fabulous. You know, we can all celebrate with you. But I think just keep clear about what the content is you need to be sharing, um, what your audience needs from you. And it's better to grow gradually um, with the right audience. Yeah. I think so, and pick up a, an audience that isn't your market. Absolutely. And um, so if you feel that if you're lacking inspiration and motivation, you know, coming into a new quarter um, or into September in terms of that fresh start, what are your recommendations to help change that? Um, when you're lacking motivation, I think there's a few things you can do. So one is go on a massive inspiration gathering mission, um, pop into Google, go to Pinterest, go to Instagram, Look at big accounts, um, Google or search in Pinterest for something similar to what you do, see what others are doing. Um, that will sort of give you loads of ideas. If you're a business that, let's go back to that candle business we were talking about before and self-care, you know, type in self-care into Google and um and Pinterest, and that will present you with loads of blog ideas um, or content pieces for your social media as well. Um, I have a content ideas collection on my Instagram. So, you know, when you save, you can save into little folders. Mm. Um, and anytime I'm stuck for content, 
not that I am because I've got too much content, (laughs) you can scroll through and just it'll present you with loads of ideas. So that's always good. Um, If you have a team of people, whether that's two people, three people, um, sit down and talk to them, get their ideas. Hyatt Denham always talks about the content for their newsletter. That's a team um, exercise and they all have to offer something. Mm-hmm. to the table with for ideas so I think that's really good if you work on your own and you're just a single single um, business then find a group of like-minded businesses or friends even um, I work, have like a small co-working group with um, other small businesses and we sit down and the ideas just come from conversation so I think that will really help and you know people talking about what they've seen and that will help motivate you as well um look at what bigger brands are doing don't copy them but you know you could look at brands you like innocent they're always great for the entertaining content jewels i always look at sort of clothing brands like that because they do stories really well they do their content really well it's really polished and a lot of smaller businesses can't do anything like you know as good as that but it just shows you how things work and the processes behind um you know getting your content out there so that's always good too and of course um I run regular content workshops and content course and also have free downloads um that come up every now and again on my website with content ideas so um and We'll link those in the show notes. And I think you also run co-working sessions, don't you? I've seen those in the past. And I think that's great because I find it depends whether you batch create or whether you kind of do it on the fly um, a little bit. I know for me and I think for product business, well, for anyone I'd recommend to, to batch create, but sometimes that's not possible uh, depending on time, but it just helps you plan all your messages and themes and it gets it a lot clearer. And I actually think it's then easier because you're like, right, okay, well, that can go out then. And then I'm going to put an email out about it then. And it, there's just more of a flow. And it's it's less like, oh, my God, what am I going to post today? Or what am I going to post tomorrow? But yeah. I, but it's, the, it's finding that time or it's like, right, that's going to be my content creation time uh, or, or researching. And that's why I like your co-working sessions, because it's like, right, well, if there's a date in the diary, that's I'm going to join that and make sure that's when I get it done. You're held accountable a bit. I think one of the worst feelings in you know working this world of social media is when you sit down and you think oh my goodness what am I going to post today and you end up faffing around looking for ideas stressing about it and then you post it it's taking you ages you expect to do it and then it's got too late your audience aren't online anymore and you just feel awful um, that you've wasted the time and you could have been doing something more effective in your business so Having a bank of content ideas is one of the best things you can do, whether it's just a notebook of ideas, a Trello board, some way, and you can go, well, that's what I can post today. Um, That's what works. And some way of planning it in advance works really, really well. And I think what's another good thing is, you know, when you're out and about just taking little videos of things that are inspiring you or nice locations or whatever that you can use then for your backgrounds for reels or stories or whatever it might be. And just keeping a separate folder on your um, 
photos album so that you've got the text in your notes or your notebook, but then you've got some great images that you can use. So you're not like searching on Canva Pro or whatever, yeah. Unsplash or whatever it might be for. I images. think um, one of my key points um, for the end of this that I've noted down is to develop a content mindset so that you just are capturing content from the, because you're living that content, you're already doing the stuff every single day, whether you're writing a newsletter to your audience um, or you're packing an order to go out in the post, you're serving a customer in a shop, you're already doing the content. You just need a video camera, your phone propped up in front of you um, to capture those moments, take a photo, get somebody else in, you know, your store if you've got a storefront to uh, take some pictures every single day and you've got that content. Yep, absolutely. And so we're now in September and and I suppose, and if you listen to this outside of September, but uh, if you think about we're coming into, we're about to co- start coming into peak trade for product businesses. How can people set themselves up for success when it comes to Instagram them and their content? So there's a whole list of things you can do. One is think outside of Instagram, grow your database so that you can market directly to your audience. And that means you can do that through Instagram too. So regularly ask people if they want to sign up to your email database on stories, in posts, um, but give them a reason. You've got to give them a reason and make it valuable because nobody wants to just sign up to a newsletter that's going to be just another line in their inbox. So it's got to be valuable. Work hard with your content and engagement through September and October be truly helpful to your audience and think how can you be most helpful? If you're going to put some money into ads on Instagram and Facebook, start early before the rates rocket high. Because, mm. you know, in December, it's going to be so expensive that you could be just, you know, it's just not worthwhile. Um, if your Instagram and Facebook shop isn't set up, get it set up. If it's not working well, get someone to help you. Um, make sure your product's on it and everything's working smoothly. Use your shopping tags generously through Instagram. Um, don't wait for Black Friday for to join sales and maybe don't even get involved with Black Friday at all. There's lots of better, more sustainable ways of doing Black Friday. Um, let your audience know what's on offer way before the, the busy period. So make it easy for them to choose from you. So don't wait till December to show them, you know, what you've got because you think that's the key time to be promoting that product. Promote it early so they've already seen what you offer. You know, hopefully you'll be sold out by November and don't have to do anything in December. That's the ideal. I think that's a key point. Sorry to interrupt you there. I think that's, if you've got, you know, people start seeing things earlier and earlier now when you think about when people start shopping for Christmas and it might not, I'm not talking about a red Santa Claus or something that's very much Christmas specific, but that gifting idea or that, that something that's a bit seasonal, you know, I would be showing snippets of it in October. And like you said, getting them aware uh, so that they have that touch point. So that then when they're ready to buy, they, they've got comfortable with the idea of buying and spending the money. Yeah. Yeah. And also gift guides, um, you know, gift guides, what to buy for men, what to buy for women, best gifts for grandparents, you know, all of those things. Give them the ideas early. Um, yeah. 
gifts for teachers, gifts under a certain amount. Absolutely. You know? And you could also have the, you know, be a bit cheeky with it as well, you know, gifts gifts for the person that you don't want to buy for or whatever. You know, it, it depends what your what your brand is, um, what yeah, your brand is about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, are there influencers or content creators you could work with now to show that will help showcase your product in the run up to Christmas? And also identify other businesses that you could collaborate with. Um, so if you sell self-care gifts, who else is in that space that would complement your product? Um, you can be featuring each other in posts, in stories. Um, make sure it's a true collaboration where there's benefits for both of you. Yes, I've seen, I think that's a great idea because I've seen that in terms of when people are running joint competitions or whether it's hampers of, of that type of thing, or like you say, the lives, or that you're doing something off social and that you're doing, a, you know, if you're if you're local to each other, that you're doing a pop-up shop and you're, you know, you're yeah. both then talking about that as well. And I suppose from a content point of view, just making sure that in that you're really trying to batch create your whole month of December and and part of November so that you don't have um so that you can focus on selling and yes. anything additional that comes up. So you don't, you yes. know, that is what you're there to, you know, you're there to to make money at the end of the day. And that's why, you know, as much as you have a passion for your business, you want it needs to be profitable for you as well. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah, prep the content early. And um, you mentioned UpCircle as one of the brands that you think is doing a great job. Any other particular product businesses that you think uh, that you'd recommend for people to look at? Um, so look at do look at the big brands because they have teams doing it and they do it well. Um, Lick Paints is a good example. I see Lick everywhere. They must have a pretty big advertising budget. I love um, their branding. I think it's just it's clever, isn't it? Yeah, because they're, they're doing a lot with influencers. Um, but they, you know, if you can do some of that scale back, fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, brands like Cox and Cox as well. Yeah. Rosie made a thing. Do you know her cards? Um, so she sells cards, um, but they're really fun. Um, okay. oh, I haven't heard of, heard of her yet. Really, really, really fun. Great. Um, her Instagram's fabulous, but at the end of the day, she is selling a product, but she's obviously an illustrator as well. So that's, you know, great. And I'll think of some others and send you a list. Great. Um, and I'll put in, your those in the notes as well. Yep. And in terms of, me- and just lastly, kind of finish up on a couple of things. Um, what metrics, is it still the same metrics in terms of that we should be looking at or what would you suggest? What matters to you as an individual, I think. So um, you could get 100 likes on a post, you could get 500 likes on a post, but does it really mean anything? Um, as a product business, the things that matter most are actually has somebody booked as a consequence of that. So I'd be looking at those, all of those metrics mm-hmm. more than anything else to be honest and okay. focusing on what what really matters so in insights you can look at a post so you want all the the, the buttons so the product tags so has anybody looked at your product button clicks um and things like that those are what really matters to you as a product business but also saves because if somebody's doing their christmas shopping and they are saving um, that then that is good and save saved content seems to kick into the algorithm as well to actually say well this is actually really useful to that audience and it gets pushed out more so um yeah great 
And there's a lot more talk about Instagram being used as a search engine. How can product businesses make sure they're using this to their advantage? And what do you think are the key things that they should, that they need to be doing for that? Um, so yes, you've got to look at your keywords. So every business needs to spend a little while just with a piece of paper, writing down all the specific keywords that matter to them as a business. So, and what people would search for to look for them. So if somebody jumped onto Google, what would be the words they would type in to find your products, to find your um to find your business so and make sure that's in there so first of all your profile name so if you have on your profile name um and it doesn't relate to what you do you probably need to think about putting if you're selling homewares but you're called i don't know rust and dust <laughs> um, <laughs> rust and dust doesn't actually signal anything to me but if it's homewares you could put if you put homewares in there, um, homewares and decor, then that would actually help you from a keyword perspective. Also in your bio, make sure those keywords are in there. So I have the word content um, and Instagram where I can, um, because that's how I am helping. Um, anything to, and also into your copy, your captions. So when you are writing anything that needs to have keywords in, you have to write really naturally. Just write as you are with captions. It's always better to write just as you are writing to a friend. So it's really natural. But then look back and say, well, have I talked about what I need to talk about? So if I'm trying to sell a notebook and I haven't actually note, you know, written the word book, and I've just called it a vehicle for capturing thoughts or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I haven't actually put if that's not going to work. So make sure, write naturally, and then go back and just look and see if you need to pop any keywords into there. Great. And lastly, then to finish, what do you feel are your three takeaways for people to get refocused for September and for the next for the coming months? Uh, firstly, if you need to reboot your content, grab a piece of paper and spend 20 minutes brainstorming ideas around what your audience needs from you right now and how you can help them. Helpful content is going to be key. Number two, adopt a content mindset. You're living the content in your everyday. You just need to make sure you capture it. Um, some of the best content actually takes moments to capture. And if you can pop a video cam, um, you know, your phone with video on as you are working, then you can speed it up using an app called InShot. You can merge different frames and different angles from your day together. And that works perfectly. Some obviously content takes a little bit longer if you want to get into some trickier transitions and things, if it's reels. Um, but your audience needs to see a window into your world. So just start capturing that content every single day. And if you say to yourself, today, I need to capture a piece of content and think of that every single day, you don't need to use it. I just used um, a video last week, I know on Monday, that I took 12 months ago. You know, it's just sitting on my phone. I thought I'll use that. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also step back from the I need to post today scenario and spend a couple of days or a week gathering inspiration and rebooting and also on Instagram swim towards the positivity 
um, yeah. and the happy vibes because there's plenty of it there. Great. Thank you so much. And Sarah, how, where can people find you and how can they work with you? Um, on Instagram, I am Sarah Richard Social. Uh, my website is sarahrichardsocial.co.uk um, and I do one-to-one training um, for Instagram. I do content sessions. So if anyone is really stuck on content, then I can help brainstorm ideas, work out a strategy for moving forwards and we can get a plan together. Um, I also have a content course that runs regularly, um, which is where we do all of that as a as a group, um, like a really small group, um, and then workshops on a regular basis as well. Great. And I re- anyone that's not following Sarah, I really recommend them to do because she is provides a lot of that helpful content that you're talking about and loads of great tips and easy to understand updates. Uh, of whatever is going on with Instagram and just a lot of ideas as well. So I love your account, Sarah. I love following it. I think it's very, very helpful. I give a lot away for free. And somebody um, somebody actually was telling me a story yesterday, um, just before we finish. Um, they'd been into a travel agent to ask for some help about um, guidelines for COVID and traveling now. And the travel agent basically had the, the computer says no response um, because they hadn't booked with them. Um, oh you serious but in doing that that person will never book with them ever and they'll never go back in for help again because they didn't get that help so you know it's okay to share a little bit of content a bit of bit of your um, knowledge for free because you do that once give somebody a bit of information and they come back to you because they build that know, they build that like, and they build that trust. And, uh, you know, that's really what my account is all about. Yes, and I can definitely vouch for that. So thank you very much, Sarah. And if you have liked this episode, which I'm sure you found it very useful, I'd love for you to leave a review and I'll be back again next week with another great guest. Thank you. Thank you.